everyone, and welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. Hello. And John. How's it going? Love is a rough journey, but when two people are positively ready to commit, it makes for a howling good time. That's right. Today's product is for the folks who know their love is for real and know they make a fetching pair. Have today's founders found a way to help couples include Fido in their doggone beautiful ceremonies? We'll see after this perfect ad. <laughs> Long hours, small teams, uninspiring content. Marketing for a startup is hard work, but it doesn't have to be. HubSpot for Startups can help you grow your business without growing your stress. Their all-in-one platform connects your sales, marketing, and support all together. So you can increase leads, fast-track deals, smooth out support, and join a platform that more than 190,000 top brands trust. Plus, they have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. HubSpot also offers discounts for startups on their top-rated customer platform and not the kinds of discounts that barely make a dent. I'm talking about meaningful savings up to 90%. So if you're ready to crush your marketing, look no further than HubSpot for startups. To see how much you can save, visit hubspot.com startups. Today in the tank, we have Fairytale Pet Care. And Fairytale Pet Care comes to us from founders Kelly and Kelly. And Kelly and Kelly are asking for $75,000 for 10% in their business, which is a $750,000 valuation. And their product is the nation's first wedding pet care company, hence the name Fairytale Pet Care. And the problem that they're trying to solve is that including your dog in your wedding day is a logistical nightmare. Can vouch for this. Horrible. So their solution is to provide this service where Fairytale Pet Care will transport your pet to and from your venue. They'll take care of them during the event and also make sure that you don't have to like worry about them by feeding them and I guess watering them. <laughs> so it is a wedding solution for your doggo friends. Thinking about our pitch and our product and our founders, initial thoughts of Fairytale Pet Care. I'm biased. I'm very interested to hear what Ariel thinks yeah, of this. Yeah, she was given a big face. <laughs> yeah. I have a terrible poker face. Fun fact, never play poker with Definitely me. play poker with Ariel. Okay. <laughs> I'm biased. I love the concept of this idea. And when you think about it, it is more of a trend now. 75% yeah. of millennials who do have a pet refer to them as their fur baby. So it is a very real thing that like pets have more prominence in our day-to-day -day lives than maybe before. Maybe some of us mm -hmm. are choosing to have pets before starting families and kids. So I love the idea. I love the concept. I think logistically it's a nightmare. How do you handle all of the handlers regional wise? Like I think there's a lot of limitations that kind of come with a model uh, like this, mm -hmm. but I love the concept. They offer a ton of packages for like social media content that they'll film from your dog's POV of your wedding day. There's so many opportunities to really kind of milk the fur baby. The uh, dog's presence. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really smart. I just think that there's a lot that needs to go into it, though. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to see best friends create a business for man's best friend. Nice. That is Thank cute. you. Thank you. <laughs> Got my copywriting game on lock. <laughs> and I think they have some good copywriting, too. Number one, I think the name of the company is very clever. Fairy tale. Mm -hmm. I think that is clever. And I think they're your dogs plus one is a really great line yeah. for the wedding. Good tagline. And I agree with Ariel mm -hmm. that like the seed of this is a good idea. I'm having a hard time because I'm philosophically opposed to pets at weddings. What? I just I don't oh, want pets at weddings I and I don't that. want kids at weddings. Yeah. That's just how it oh, goes yeah. for me. It's just not it's what I do. It's an adult. Yeah. I used to think I was a dog person. 
Turns out yeah. I'm not a dog person. <laughs> like, I don't a- want a dog in my house. I don't want them on the couch. I don't want their dirty paws all over the place. I don't want them licking me. I don't want them at my wedding. So For those reasons, you're out. <laughs> no disrespect to the dog owners. So I know that you like the name of it. What did you think about their overall branding, though? I thought it was a little weak in terms of the fonts used, the colors used. I didn't see anything cohesive, really, in the branding besides the fact that they were using dog puns. So I wanted to get your pulse on that. A little basic. I was a little disappointed when I went on their website too, because I did inquire. <laughs> more Ariel's already about planning this. the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just got to find the person. It's true, but I think that when you're starting a new company, mm-hmm. honestly, like I think you have to obsess much more about getting product market fit and initial scale than stressing too much about your brand look and colors. You know, I'm going to give them a pass on that, just given where they are. I think having a functional website matters much more than like a beautiful website. I kind of disagree. I feel like the fact that they got so much notoriety from TikTok and social media, I would expect them to have at least a little bit more of like a cohesive branding. I think the name and the tagline, obviously, that's what people are going to associate with your brand. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's going to have big budgets for branding and marketing, but if blue is their main color, make sure that that's throughout your website, throughout like any printed materials that you have. Like there's really easy ways to instill a brand that doesn't require you to have thousands of dollars or professional expertise to do so. Like if I gave them a check for $250,000 and they were like, we're going to hire an agency to go build like the brand identity and spend all of it on that, I would be like, that is not a good use of money. I'd be a little worried. So it's easier to fix a broken brand than it is a broken business is what I'm hearing. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) The reason I do worry a little bit on the brand side and the lack of visual identity is only because they're starting to franchise the business. Right. Mm. And if you were going to go out and franchise a business, like people are going to pay you to franchise this either because you've got incredible momentum and they want to like ride that wave Mm -hmm. because you've got some unique value, either like really good advertising lead gen capabilities, an incredible brand, an operating system that's super well-defined and you can just implement and make money. Or because you've got money to actually invest back into growing their business. And I don't see them having any of those things. And so that Mm. does worry me a little bit. It's like, ooh, it's tough to franchise if your brand identity is just a Times New Roman font on a website. (laughs) Like that seems a little early to franchise. That was one of the main things that stood out to me, too, is I understand that they franchise to get more regional reach. But I wish they would have just like had that proof of concept within one to two markets, really nailed it out of the park before jumping down the franchise route. Yeah. So let's dig into their business part. As they start to talk numbers, it's clear that they charge by the hour. So it's $600 for three hours. It's it's genius. It's just genius pricing. I assume Ariel's (laughs) going to raise the price. Ariel's the price gouger, you know. She's (laughs) the shark. Yeah, so $600 for the first three hours and then an additional $100 for each hour, which makes sense, you know, because different weddings are different lengths. But then they really just start to go into like the economics of their franchising, right? Because they're franchising by territory and it's $12,500 per territory and they start to go into their royalties. And they seemed so focused on the franchising that we kind of lost sight of the initial business. They kind of need to decide like what is the thing that they're uniquely great at. And I'm a little worried that they haven't figured that out yet. And so it's very unclear like what value a franchisee gets by being part of this versus just like starting their own version of it. Starting their it's own. nice that mm-hmm. people want to franchise it, but it would be easy in Seattle to just, you know, spin something up called Tale of Your Wedding or whatever. Like Tales of Two. <laughs> Wedding Tales. You know, it's not that, you know. 
<laughs> so I think they jumped the gun a little on franchising because I don't think they've figured out for themselves yet what really their secret sauce is. They said they had 100 applicants for franchisees, but they had only accepted four. So it is clear that it's not just like an explosion or scale kind of effort. They are trying to like partner with the right people, which tells me that they're definitely thinking strategically. But again, it's like what is so unique about this business that would set it apart from, say, if someone like started their business from scratch on a uh, free WordPress site, you know? Yeah. I mean, the truth is they need to be exceptional at online lead generation. Mm -hmm. And if they can be the best at generating leads for people who are interested in outsourcing the management of their pet at their wedding, Mm -hmm. they will win. Because then it's easy to franchise because you say, I can send you leads. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why you pay me a franchise fee. That's why you pay me 9% of all your revenue as a franchisee Mm -hmm. is because I'm sending you leads so you can grow your business. And that's why you want to be part of this and not do your own thing. So we saw some of this kind of start to play out in the sharks' responses. We saw that certain sharks were worried that the business hadn't scaled, that there was like already jumping into the franchise model. I was actually surprised, but maybe I shouldn't have been because Barbara is the franchise queen. And we see this with like cousin Maine Lobster. She definitely has successful businesses that are totally franchises. But I don't know. I found it kind of interesting that she initially offered $75,000 for 25%, but was willing to negotiate it down to 22%. Kevin tried to jump in and take a third of the company, which is just par for the course for Kevin. But ultimately, Barbara sealed the deal. And these two walked away with a deal for $75,000 for 22%. So they got their fairy tale ending. So would you invest? No. (laughs) (laughs) He's out. But John said that in the upfront. He said that in the upfront. No, no spoilers. That's true, that's true, that's true. (laughs) Not supporting more dogs at weddings. Oh, God, the dog's going to slobber on my suit. I got a nice suit. I don't need to slobber on the suit. John's going to actively support no dogs at weddings. (laughs) In fact, he donates to shelters to prevent them from being at weddings. What about you, Ariel? Oh, it's tough. I love the concept. I think they are introducing a new category that like doesn't exist now. So I think there's like a ton of upside. I'm just not sold on the franchise model at this point in time for them. So I'm a soft yes. I'm a soft yes. Okay. I think a shark is a great partner for them, Mm. though, just as a note, Mm -hmm. because I think working with somebody who has real experience in how to scale a business like this, I think will help them be able to really quickly say, "Okay, here's some of the core things we need to build. Mm -hmm. And here's some experts who can help us figure out how to build them. I'm more bullish on their business now that they have Barbara involved, given her experience and her financial interest than I was when they walked on the show. And so just because I wouldn't invest doesn't mean I'm not cheering for you. And I hope that you scale and I hope it goes well. And I think you have a great shark and Barbara for it after talking to the Cousins Made Lobster guys about how transformative Barbara was in transforming their business. So we'll keep an eye on you, fairy tale pet care. Just don't bring your dogs to John's weddings. <laughs> weddings. Multiple I don't know. Weddings. The ones he's, he's attending. Dog. I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's attending weddings. No dogs. <laughs> Today's episode was written and produced by the mythical Matthew Brown. Additional support comes from Melanie Romero and editing from Robert Hartwig. If you're a fan of the show, meh, even if you're not a fan of the show, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to support the show. That does it for me. We'll see you next episode here in the tank for another bite.